Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1810. 1810, when you think about what happened in 1810, well, since we're going to be over in Europe today for today's show, in 1810, the French Empire reached its greatest extent. Interesting, huh? Uh, as well as the French Empire, Napoleon controlled the Swiss Confederation, the Confederation of the Rhine, the Duché of Warsaw, and the Kingdom of Italy. Wow. So let's talk about French cars today. Pourquoi pas? This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Denmark with a very special returning guest. I'll call him a three-peter because his name is Peter Larson. Peter, welcome to Cars Yeah. Welcome back, I should say. Uh, do you have any gear? Are you ready to release the clutch? Uh, I'm already doing wheelies in the back, you know, <laughs> popping the clutch and doing wheelies. Yes, I'm ready. Just a little bit. Well, it's really fun to have you back. Now, before I give you a proper introduction here and we talk about something new that you've been working on during this pandemic shutdown, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you, Peter? Well, I have a terrible confession to make. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. I have this soft spot for 70s excess. Oh. Uh, yeah, 8-track cassettes and, 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 and afros and all of that. <laughs> there were these uh, amazing cars that were made in the 70s. Yep. George Barris made an incredible thing called the Barrister. Mm -hmm. There was the Stutz. There was something called a Kanzler, which was an Opel GT that received a body that made it longer than an Eldorado. Uh, there was something called the Corverado, which was done by Les Dunham, where, where he took a Corvette chassis, shortened an Eldorado body, and put it on it. And Magic Majesto, he had a Corverado. <laughs> and w one of them was even in uh, a James Bond movie, You Only Live Twice, where it belonged to the, um, uh, the hoodlum. So I've always liked these kooky 70s excessive cars. I've always, at some point, I'd love to make a class for them at some concours, but I think that people will feel that, you know, I better go see a doctor instead. <laughs> that, might be a, that might be a better idea. But I, I, I kind of grew up with those cars, with their panel vinyl roofs and opera windows and all that stuff. And, and, and um, I just have a soft spot for those. And so um, now I've confessed. Well, that's okay. Uh, everything is okay if it rolls on rubber here at Cars. Yeah, we all love it. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. <laughs> this is the great thing about automobiles. And let me give Peter a proper introduction and we'll dive into his fascination with some very specific automobiles. Peter Larson is a specialist in coach work and coach building with special focus on the French. He serves as a judge at the Pebble Beach Concorde Elegant, he as well as a selection committee member of the Concorde, and he judges 
a number of Concord de Elegances around the world. Together with his partner, Ben Erickson, he's the author of Taubolago Grand Sport, The Car from Paris, Jacques Sautchik, The Kellner Affair, another wonderful book he talked about when he was on the show before, Matters of Life and Death, and now Volume 1 of a forthcoming series of books about the French master coach builder, Joseph Figoni. Am I saying his name right, Peter? Yes, that's correct. You need to worry when you get to Falaski because uh, <laughs> many people call him Falashi. Yes. And that's just not correct. His name was Falaski, Falaski. Or, in, or if you want the French pronunciation, Feleski, Monsieur Feleski. All right. Well, the cars bodied made during this business partnership with Ovidi, Ovidio Falaski from 1935 to 1951 are also included in this magnificent book. The first volume is entitled Joseph Figoni, La Grande Coutière de la Carrosserie. My French really sucks, but that was back in college by 50 years ago, maybe. Well, not that long, but I'm doing the best I can. Automobile is about Alfa Romeo chassis bodied by Figoni. And you know what? I'm wearing a sweatshirt today that has Alfa Romeo on it. So I did that just for you today, Peter. Thanks. Uh, and they'll be following books that will concern themselves with Bugatti, Delage, Delahaye, and Talbot Lago. Magnificent stuff you're doing. We'll be back in a minute to talk more about Peter's fascination with the very unique and different automobile. But first... A word from our valued sponsors, so give them a little listen, and we will be right back. Are you ready to get out and hit the road? Boy, I sure am. This country has so much to offer, and what better way than to get out and drive? Covercraft protects the things that move you. From protective covers for the outside of your vehicles to the inside, with dash covers, seat covers, and sunscreens, all creatively designed to keep your vehicle cool for those roadside stops for a meal or to take in the view. Covercraft custom tailors their designs for your special vehicles and manufacturers with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Road trips can be hard on your vehicle services, so protect them. And when you get home, cleanup is fast and easy. And you want to get a deal? Well, I've got one just for you. Use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off compliments of cars, yeah. Simply use the code YEAH21, yeah, 21 at checkout. I've been protecting my vehicles with Covercraft covers since 1975. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Go to Covercraft.com today. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day, and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled are stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 
888-900-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance, designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Peter, we are back, and I'd like to dive a little deeper into this new project of yours because, you know, in a way, pandemic has helped you because it's kind of forced you to sit down and write and not go anywhere, which isn't too much fun, but for a writer... That discipline is writing every day. So let's talk about this new book. What has driven you, excuse the pun, into this new book and tell us a lot more about it? Well, I have accumulated a truly vast body of knowledge about Joseph Figoni. And I had been working on it for quite some time. I had actually started on it before I wrote the Kellner book and the Kellner book came in between. And so it's it's been something that has been having a genesis across a number of years. And some of the previous books I have done uh, are really quite large, like three volume thing uh, books in the slipcase. And they weigh something like 20 pounds. Yes. And uh, they also cost a minor fortune to buy. And even with that size of a book, I could see that I would have to uh, squeeze everything and take out information and so on and so forth. And then I sort of decided this is not the way this should be done. And so I decided that instead of doing a big brick that would be very expensive, I decided to do a series of books because there's enough material to do a book about Alfa Romeo bodied by... Fagoni, which is what is coming out now. Then there will be a book about Bugatti bodied by Fagoni, Delage, Delahaye. That one may end up being two volumes in and of its own mm. uh, because the, he bodied a lot of Delahaye's. And, uh, and then Talbot Lago. And then um, if I'm still alive and I still have motivation by the time <laughs> that comes out, the uh, uh, smaller marks where Figoni bodied just a few cars, sort of an A to Z, mm -hmm. which would be actually uh, Amilcar to Voisin, could be the final book to come out. But this gives me the possibility of uh, spreading out and including all the information I have and do a chassis by chassis of all these cars and marks so that when it's done the body of work will constitute what is called a catalogue raisonné, which is a French word which means a reasoned catalogue. In other words, a sort of encyclopedia of all the cars wow. that were bodied over the years by, um, by Joseph Figoni. Wow. Many people will say that I'm an absolute nutcase. <laughs> and no. I And I will sign that document in triplicate if necessary. <laughs> no problem. Um, but um, I enjoy it. I regard Joseph Figoni as probably the greatest maestro in coach building that ever lived. He was not uh, uh, schooled. He had an artistic affinity. Uh, he was, he was self-learned. He was not an engineer. He was a panel beater. So he had no schooling in aerodynamics or anything. And in spite of this, he created these shapes, which are still with us today. And some of them are regarded as some of the most iconic automobiles that were ever made. 
Well, you, you kind of segued into my next question, which is a different question than when you've been on the show before. And I'll remind my listeners, regular listeners will remember Peter. He was guest number 570 back in August of 2016. Then he returned to talk about another book uh, as guest number 965 in December of 2018. You know, you're kind of making two-year jumps here. So I expect you back in 2023, uh, something like that uh, for the next series. But I, my one of the new questions I ask is, in inspirations and people who've inspired you. Obviously, Fagoni has been a big inspiration in your life. Yes, uh, I, but I will say I'm, I'm a bit ahead of the game. There's a lot of work has been done in the Bugatti book. I'm expecting that to publish in 2022. Right. And quite a bit of work has been done in the Delage book also. So uh, I think that now I won't say I will be spitting them out, but <laughs> I will say I will say that the hiatus between the books is plural of hiatus is that hiatai hiatai i like the way I like, let's just say it okay. is because i like the way it yeah. sounds yeah <laughs> the hiatai between the books will be relatively shorter let's um let's put it that way but with regards to people who've inspired me i i'd sort of like to jump the gun there a bit yes because i you know these are people that have sort of inspired a change in my life and i think that i would like to salute ed gilbertson mm. who yeah. was the man who brought me to pebble beach in the first place and uh, he's now a uh, judge emeritus. And then I want to salute Les Bird, who is a fellow judge at, on the show and um, on the concours, mm -hmm. who the first time I arrived when I was so scared and I had butterflies in my tummy and I was so nervous and he told me to have fun. And mm. I have never forgotten that. <laughs> That's that's really uh, uh, important to me. You know, wonderful people. Ed's been a guest on the show a couple times here. Magnificent guy. Interesting history, background, and so influential and so positive always with people. Uh, I love the comment by Bird with, you know, have fun. Uh, so so important. Yeah, but I, he, uh, he sort of saved my bacon because <laughs> I was so intimidated by the whole thing. And then I have to say, I want to, as the final person, I want to salute Sandra Button mm. because Sandra is the person who sort of has trusted me and has believed in me and who has sort of brought me into the selection committee. And I have to say that that is something that I am very grateful for. I think that few people... Can I'm sure that people are aware that a lot of work goes into putting on the concours every year. Oh, but I think that but I think that few people have any idea how much um, things don't drop from the sky. You make them happen. So that has actually changed my life. Well, no kidding. Yeah, the team uh, at Pebble uh, is incredible. And uh, you're now a, as I mentioned earlier, a three-peater. Sandra is a three-peater here uh, <laughs> uh, as well. So you're in high company and high regard here. But uh, that yep. event, uh, looking forward to that event, just got my confirmation on airfare and hotel yesterday. Actually, this morning. Well, so. Pebble, Pebble for this year, I want to stress it's all systems go. And green lights, mm -hmm. and I cannot wait to be in Monterey come August time. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. We all can't wait to get out. So important. Let me ask you this: If other people were going to dive into writing books like you are doing, other than run for the hills, what kind of <sighs> advice would you offer them? 
patience. Ah, yes. Uh, patience and the knowledge that I think I've said this before in a previous interview, never take no for an answer in the politest possible way. With yeah. what, I'm, what I mean by that is if you want to do serious research, you're going to have to chase cars. You're going to have to have many contacts. You're going to have to build contacts. You're going to have to not be disappointed when what you think is a lead turns out to be nothing. And you have to chase, is a good word, owners of cars who may not know you from Adam and who may also wonder, why should I spend time on this goofball who won't let me alone about a car? <laughs> and of course, many owners are also very discreet yes. and very private about their ownership. And it's very important to understand they have no obligation whatsoever to give you the time of day. So one should simply be prepared uh, to not take no for an answer, never get miffed or about it, and be patient because research takes a long time. And of course, the most important thing is don't ever try and make the facts fit your preconceived notions of what they should be. Yeah, your last comment well, that, is important because it's, a, it's like being a detective, a very, right? Yeah, but that's a very important point. I mean, I don't, ha I, I cannot count all the times where I have sat and thought that I had some kind of history about a car or a series of events and everything down pat and everything fit, and then suddenly something erupts in my face and I can see that the puzzle I have so very carefully laid. It just doesn't fit. And in those situations, one, of course, actually has to be happy that this happened. But because think of the fact, think if you had published it and then two weeks later, uh, half the class puts up its hand and says, oh, no, this is wrong because such and such and such. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's a long slog. It's a long slog. I can't imagine. A lot like being a detective in a crime. You want to solve it. And when you hear certain things, you want those things to be true, but you have to verify and verify and verify. And just yeah, when you think yeah, you've caught, yeah. caught the culprit, everything gets switched up and everything yeah. falls apart. Yeah. Patience, yeah. patience, patience. Yeah. yeah. Great advice. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. I want to talk a little bit about a challenge. So sit tight. We'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events, where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And coming soon, something new for you Cars Yeah listeners. I'll be teaming up with Craig Jackson on the first ever Barrett Jackson podcast, coming to your mobile devices every week. Listen here on Cars Yeah and check out the Barrett Jackson website for unique details on this new exciting podcast that I'm very proud to be a part of. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today 
Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. So, Peter, when you think about challenges with what you're trying to conquer here, we touched on some of that. Patience, verify, all of this. Talk about a big challenge with this current book that's coming out here that may have almost stopped you in your tracks or really kind of set you back a little bit. Well, the um, the publication of the book is something completely new to me because I am self-publishing. Wow, cool. So I've, uh, every part and every bit of the process has been completely hands-on. Working with the, my designer, who is, her name is Jody Ellis, and she is probably the best in the world, that's been like before because I have worked with Jody before. But the manufacturing and, and, and the design, we had to develop a design that will be the same basically for all of the forthcoming books so that once people have them uh, uh, in their bookshelf, they will look alike and be volume one, two, three, and four, and so mm-hmm. forth. So we had to develop that ground up. I had to develop a, 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 or have developed a brand new homepage called Motors. Uh, it's World Wide Web, M-O-T-E-U-R-S dot D-K, where we could present the book and where people can make orders. And so there has been detail upon detail upon detail upon detail that I never have had to uh, consider before. But it's been stimulating. It's been fun. It's been a learning curve that's been very steep, to put it mildly. Mm. You know, I've talked to people, I've had many, 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 hundreds of authors on this show, and some of them have dived very deep into this self-publishing world and said the exact same things. It's a whole new thing. You gain a great appreciation for publishers and the work that they do once you start tackling all this. So will the book be available through you then, or will it be distributed as well? Orders can be taken on motors.dk, Mm-hmm. but there will be two main distributors of the book because we won't be shipping them uh, from Denmark. For the EU, Europe, the e- EU, it will be a very well-known uh, professional bookseller, uh, wholesaler, called Motors Mania in France. So that's motors-mania.com. And they can also take orders from inside the EU. Mm-hmm. And for the UK and for the USA, it's another very well-known bookseller called Horton's Books. And they will also handle the United States and uh, territories outside uh, the EU. Perfect. They will also be distributing books to some of the American booksellers and so on. So. I think people who are more comfortable with buying from one of their local booksellers will also be able to get the book. Yeah, of course, Ben Horton there at Horton's Books, they do a wonderful, wonderful job. So yeah, uh, yeah. you're in great company. I'll make sure to put links to all three of those, motors.dk, uh, uh, Motormania, and Horton's Books. Thanks a lot. Yeah, of course, on Peter's show notes page so you can get your hands on the book. And is your the first one of these now available now, given this is... Uh, no, right? no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no, we are... Uh, these things take a bit of time. Uh, we're printing in China mm-hmm. because we we found a printer there that does an absolutely outstanding job. The book will be a 
it will be a high-end book. It will be beautifully bound in a slipcase. And it takes a while to do the slipcase because it's a long story. But there's a metal badge on the book like there are on my other books. Mm -hmm. And you have to sandwich the, the, the slipcase. It all gets very technical, but, but all of it takes time. I think that when people have it in their hand, it will have a certain wow factor. I think it's going to be absolutely beautiful. So it's on press as we speak. We expect stock to be available around the 1st of July. Perfect. Well, that's not that far away. So, But it, well people, can t people can make advance orders. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Well, I kind of touched, or you actually touched on uh, my next question, that is bucket list, things you want to accomplish. You've got some more books to write ahead of you, right? Well, my bucket list is, well, there's two things. Uh, one is to finish this series of books. This is something I really want to do. And the other thing is to make sure that the Talbot Lago T26 Grand Sport class happens at Pebble because that's now been pushed to 2022. And the reason for that is that there still is a lot of shipping disruption around the world. Yeah. And there were collectors bringing cars from Europe who were having to face that they might not be able to uh, travel to Monterey or the car might not arrive on time or the car might not arrive and they might not arrive and so on and so forth. So I had a discussion with Sandra and we decided to push uh, the class to 2022. It was, of course, originally scheduled for 2020, but was canceled because of COVID. So on my bucket list is to finally make it happen in 2022. The good news is that I can see that uh, there will be uh, several very important cars coming out of restoration that would not have been able to make it for 21. So uh, I think that we will have an absolutely stupendous class in 2022. Ah, uh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I always ask my guests about a special vehicle, and since you've been on the show before a couple times to answer this question, I'm going to reconfigure this a bit. Since this first volume about Joseph Figoni is about Alfa Romeo uh, chassis-bodied cars, is there one that you came across that really stands out for you, an Alfa Romeo by Figoni? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, because, you know, how do you choose? There is one car, which is a lovely two-passenger open touring car. It was shown at Pebble uh, a few years ago. That is truly a beautiful car. Very understated. But I would say that, on the one hand, there were the road cars that Figoni bodied. And then, on the other hand, there were the cars that ran at Le Mans. Mm. And they, and, and they of course, had a very skimpy, very lightweight torpedo-type body where uh, you could say that there's not much in the way of design, which there is actually, but you have to study them to see how subtle and how finely made they were. So that is a really difficult question. There's one car, which is 2211079, which was discovered uh, in 2016, in an unrestored condition. Mm -hmm. And a Figoni Alfa Romeo 8C2300 that has not been restored, that, of course, is something that is unbelievably rare uh, in the modern world, where many of the very high-level cars are under third or even fourth restoration. This car was recommissioned very carefully and now is, remains in its completely original state 
it was in hibernation for 60 years. Wow. And th- that is an extraordinary car. I know. It's hard to choose. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, very, very much so. Well, I'm going to crawl into your head again here a little bit and be your psychiatrist, and we'll see how things have evolved since you were last visiting here. If you were manifest as a vehicle, <laughs> okay, yes. what, yes, what would you be, but more importantly, why? And this isn't what you want to be. This is your personality, which is very unique in a vehicle. Yeah, I thought about this one, mm-hmm. and I would like to say that I was something svelte and lit <laughs> like a Bugatti Type 35 or an HC2300 Alfa Romeo. But if I have to be honest here, <laughs> you do. <laughs> I think I'm more of a big block Corvette. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, well, I need to lose about 30 pounds like so many other people. But Make that make that twenty pounds. Okay. <laughs> um, so in that sense, you know, I guess I'm more of a big block Corvette. Okay. I like the I like the split window Stingray, but unfortunately, that never came with a big block. Right. Right. Well, I think that's a good answer and an honest answer. So we, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. Our, well, I can't really call myself a Lincoln Mark IV, can I? Maybe not. <laughs> but I'll let you answer that, not me. <laughs> Okay, cat got cat got your time. A little bit once in a while, you know. I have to be very kind to my guests. That's important, so okay. they come back. So all right, <laughs> I'll leave it. Right. At, I'll leave it right there. Uh, okay. you, you can always blame some of those extra pounds on COVID and sitting at home too close to the pantry. So, yes, you know, yes, another, yes, yes. Piece, piece of it, but uh, and the a, gyms are closed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are some ways that you like to give back to people in the automotive sector? Uh, well, this goes uh, uh, this goes back to what we discussed about research and patients and mm-hmm. so on. I am a firm believer that knowledge must be shared. I believe that the only way that you can grow knowledge is by interacting and sharing with other people. So, if I ever am contacted by anyone who asks a question, I always, out of my own volition introduce them to other people if i feel that there's somebody i know who may know more about their specific question than i do i'm a big believer in 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 connecting people and i go out of my way to do this so there are some people who shall remain nameless but uh uh who who hoard their research and who uh, uh have a shall we say miserly attitude towards it and I think that is completely the wrong approach. I, I, I think that uh, one should interconnect people and one should share knowledge, one should share uh, material, and the people that you're communicating with may be able to have another take on it. I mean, that's how probably sometimes that's how you discover you're making a mistake because somebody says, hey, you know what you're doing there? I think it's like this instead of like that. Right. And then suddenly, of course, you can see, yes, of course, they're right. So the way that I feel that I contribute is by I actively do what I can to further research. This is also a, I'm a member of a French Society of Automotive Motive Historians that's called PHAF. And um, their specific goal is to heighten the quality of automotive books 
in the sense that they should be annotated, uh, uh, do's and don'ts and so on and so forth. And I try to work in these networks to uh, increase knowledge. Well, it's nice to hear that. And, you know, there's some sidebars to this. One of them is people that don't share their recipes. Uh, You know, they have a great meal they prepare and they won't share it with anybody. I'm always like, why would you not want to share that? I mean, unless you're a famous restaurant and there's some fancy meal that only you serve. Okay, I kind of get it. It's like, what's the formula to Coke or WD-40? You're not going to share that. But I think it's great. I think it's really important. And it's something that I've learned after interviewing 1800 plus people now. And that is we are happiest as people when we share with others, when we give back, when we help. And those people that don't do that, that hoard, that are miserly, they eventually figure that out. I hope at some point in their life that that is not the way to go through life. So that's very refreshing. Now, I always ask my guests to share a book. Obviously, we're going to post this first book about Joseph Figoni on your show notes page. I wanted to ask you this. Is there a place where people, if they don't have your other books, that they can go to find all of them? Would that be on the same website you mentioned earlier, or is there another Oh, that's a very tricky (laughs) question because, okay, the Kellner book, you can buy from Dalton Watson. So that's yep. daltonwatson.com. Yep. And I'm sure that Hortons and Motors Mania and other booksellers can help you with that book. The Kellner book, The Kellner Affair, is still in print. Uh, the other books, that's really sticky because uh, my Talbot Lago book is now sold out and I can see that the price of it is sort of shall we say, accelerating uh-huh. uh, on eBay. And it, it's a strange thing because, of course, it's kind of flattering that your book sells out and becomes a sort of collector's item. Um, but on the other hand, of course, if, if I, of course, get nothing out of that. The only people who get anything out of that are the people selling the book. And the Sao Cheek book has moved into sort of orbit um the the last time i looked and i'm not making this up now there was this out cheek book for sale for more than six thousand dollars holy cow wow and between you and me in the world and anybody listening here it is not worth that much money of course not but maybe Uh, to somebody (laughs) yes but I don't know. I, yeah. But again, it begs the question of whether there's going to be a, a reprint of it. And I have to say, no, there is not. So you better get one now. No, if you I'm, can. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be doing the, uh, the uh, Figoni books. And when that's done, maybe I'll just want to smell roses. Yeah. But I have no plans of doing a reprint. So there you have it. Uh, the Kellner book you can order. The other two is Antiquarian with the booksellers or on eBay. And the prices are what they are not nice. Yeah, yeah, they are what they are. Supply and demand. Uh, There you go. We're going to take another quick break and we'll be back for what I call the ultimate drive. A new question for you here today, Peter. So keep the seatbelts on. We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, 
smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Have you looked under your hood recently? The average car today has more than 70 computers and 100 million lines of code. Today and tomorrow, being a professional technician requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Cars yeah is honored to support TechForce Foundation as our charity of choice. Their efforts to help young people pursue a technical education and a fulfilling career as automotive techs is the key to an inspired life. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experiences with vehicles, TechForce and Cars yeah are working together to connect young people with viable careers. Join us and learn more by visiting techforce.org today. All right, Peter, I have a magic scepter here, something I didn't have before. Well, I've always had a magic wand, but now, now it's a scepter. I've moved up in the okay. world. Okay. I can, arrange, right. I can arrange for you to go on what I call the ultimate drive. You get to pick the vehicle. You get to pick a person you'll be with. This could be somebody living or deceased. And I'd like to know who's going to be driving and what are you going to be talking about with this very special person. So I'll wave the scepter and you take it from here. Can I have two scepters? <laughs> You're the first to ask that, so yes, you may. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, actually, I would like to drive with Fred Duesenberg. Oh, yeah. But I would like to drive in the Mormon Meteor. Oh, okay. But the problem is that Fred Duesenberg died on July 26, 1932, and the Mormon Meteor was built in 1935, so I kind of need two magic wands Ah. uh, in order to make that work. Yeah. Although maybe I could also do it with Augie Duesenberg because it was Augie Duesenberg who uh, uh, who built the um, the Mormon meteor. I just think that I would love to find out what was going on in Fred Duesenberg's mind when he got the brief from Eric Lavancourt to design the finest car in the world, and he designed that magnificent double overhead cam, four valve per cylinder straight eight engine, which is such a work of art. People celebrate Ettore Bugatti's engine designs deservedly, Mm -hmm. and they celebrate uh, Vittorio Llano's Alfa Romeo engine designs deservedly. But Duesenberg seems to be taking second place in this, and that is not fair. And the Mormon Meteor, to me, is just the most incredible, astounding, larger-than-life two-passenger roadster sports car ever built. And it has special pistons and so on and a, and a larger supercharger, I believe. So it puts out more than 400 horsepower, Yeah, which, of course, in 1935 was not to be believed. So, yeah, that's what I would like to do. You know, pretty cool car. I remember seeing that, that yellow beast on the lawn at Pebble. One does not forget that car. No, never. <laughs> you just go, what on earth is this? <laughs> and that and that uh, huge Cyclops headlight. Yeah. And and that enormous exhaust running all the way down the side of the car. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Uh, it's 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 unbelievable that car. Yeah, pretty darn cool. Bright red interior. But I <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. I don't think you should be doing your shopping on a Tuesday morning of it. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Peter, once yeah. again, you've taken me on a wonderful ride today, and I'm so proud of you for this next jaunt uh, into these series of books. And I think the way you're doing it is absolutely perfect for what you're doing. So you can really touch and make each of these very special uh, vehicles uh, and lessons to be learned from them for all of us wonderful uh, readers of books and things. I wondered if you could leave us with a parting piece of advice, a success quote, a mantra, something that leaves us on a positive note today. Well, I honestly can't remember whether I've said this before. This is a quote that was actually used for the first time in, I think, 1932 in uh, a San Francisco newspaper. And it was later used by Jimmy Durante uh, in a Hollywood movie in 1933. I wonder how many of the listeners will remember that he ever existed. I actually met him when I was a little oh, kid. On you're the, kidding. <laughs> no, I am not kidding. My parents, we lived in Del Mar for a year, and uh -huh. the, all the stars would come down to the Del Mar racetrack for their horse races. And we yeah. were walking down the street, and this man stepped off the curb and tripped and started to fall. My dad leapt in front of him and caught him before he basically could have fallen on his face, which if you know Jimmy Durante could have been disastrous because he was known for yes, his large could. nose. Yep, and yep. he stood up, and I kid you not, and I can still hear it today. I was about six or seven. He said, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> In that that voice <laughs> yeah. of his. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was my encounter with Jimmy Durante. <laughs> well, what he said in that movie, I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing it a bit, but and I sort of made this kind of a mantra in my life. You meet them when you're coming up, and you sure as hell meet them when you're coming down. <laughs> yeah. And the lesson to be learned is that one should be nice, or at least try to be nice, and one should be humble about what you do. And I think that that's, uh, uh, that's an important thing to uh, always remember. Yeah, he was quite a character. That same week, by the way, we also met Desi Arnaz in the grocery store in Del Mar. Well, and he gave, well. My, gave my mom a hug and that laugh that he had. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of our famous uh, meet old stars week uh, way back in the <laughs> 60s. Oh boy, that was a long time ago. What are some of the many ways people can follow along and keep up with you? I know you mentioned the website Motures, M-O-T-E-U-R-S dot D-K. I'll put a link to that, but you're also on Instagram and Facebook, right? Yeah, we have a uh, we have a Facebook which is called uh, a Facebook page called Joseph Egoni, Le Grand Couturier de la Carrosserie Automobile. Uh, or <laughs> you just say that better J than I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I practice. Or just J J dot Figoni. Yep. And our Instagram page is called Motors DK. The book is being printed in six hundred uh, numbered and signed copies. And uh, that's it. So it's a limited edition, folks. Yeah. Get yours when they're available. You can pre-order on the website. So I would encourage you to do so if you love to have a wonderful library of books like I do. Peter, thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences and the new book with us. I'm very excited for you. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!